Welcome to Becoming Heisenberg, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Breaking Bad on AMC and Netflix. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is David. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm good, thank you. Uh, cool, so we're here today to continue the Breaking Bad podcast, Season 1, Episode 2, Cats in the Bag. What did you think of this episode? I really like this. I mean, it's been a while since I've watched it, which is great because, you know, uh, I going back into it and like watching it over again for the first time. Uh, you know, he's, he's like watching it for the first time again because uh, I couldn't remember exactly the or I knew the kind of basic outline of where things were, but I couldn't remember exactly what happened. So, you know, I knew where they started and where they ended. But um yeah, it's, so it was really nice going back into it and watching it again. It's another great episode, and I, I'm i really enjoying going back and just watching through these things again, you know. And I get to the end of the episode and think, I could I could watch another one. It's very bingeable, the it show. Is. It is, yeah, which I found out in the summer of 2014 when, yes. I, when I did just that. Uh, I, I love this episode as well. Um, I think one, one thing that Breaking, Do- Breaking Bad does really well early on is it, it the story is quite basic at this point in the story it's you know jesse and walt they're making crystal meth they're dealing with these two people skylar thinks something's up and it, it's quite basic and you think of where obviously we won't spoil the future of the show but you think of where we kind of end up and how a bit more complicated things get and how many characters are introduced and all that i kind of realize that like Breaking Bad early on does the it does the simple stuff really really well and makes the simple stuff uh, and the simple storytelling fun and exciting and interesting and some shows you can't really say that about and um, I do think early on for this point when you've got what like a handful of characters really and you've got obviously your two main characters Jesse and Walt who who you're focusing most of your screen time on um and it just just even the more basic sort of conversations and and where those sort of things lead to and even something as simple as like Jesse picking up the box in this episode is interesting and yeah. in other shows because it, obviously it's it's for a particular reason and even things like you know he's trying to fit himself in the box and he's falling over and just the little things like that are more interesting than what they would be in other shows and then obviously we see where that leads to and just 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 the pacing of of the whole show that's one thing I've kind of pointed out over the you know over the years I've talked about uh, this show on on in other places is just just the consistency consistency of the pacing of this show because that's what i think yeah. is one of what well, it's got breaking bad's got a lot of strengths but that's one of its biggest um and it just continued in this episode as well because that's one thing i'm keeping an eye on is like okay i said that about the show a lot of times and it's been you know six years or whatever since i've seen the show or it's been a long time since i've seen the show does it actually keep that consistent pacing as as much as i remember and two mm. episodes into the show it, it does at least as far as i remember um so yeah it 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 does the simple stuff really well and then when it gets to the more dangerous stuff and the more kind of you've got moral dilemmas in this episode of things like murder and dissolving bodies and yeah like that and just how it kind of balances that i think is really really good in this episode as well what i find fascinating just watching this relationship established between these two characters the original plan for um jesse was to kill him off at the end of the first season yeah um and i i i find it incredible just watching it now that 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 was i and i mean it was pr- basically aaron's 
Aaron Paul's performance that b- pretty much saved Jesse as the character because Vince was so impressed with Aaron Paul and the relationship that they'd sort of built up over the first season that he decided not to do it. But that was always the original plan. And, you know, he changed his mind saying it would just be crazy. And it ends up with him becoming a, you know, the, the other main central character on the show. But I, I just, I do find it really interesting that somewhere out there in an alternate universe, there might be a version of this show where it, I mean, I, I don't see how you move forward, you know, because so much of the show is the relationship between those two characters. Mm. Yeah. I, and I, I, it would have been such a different thing had Walt been on his own. You sort of need this, you know, it, it, it sort of counterbalances as Walt sort of descends into this, this, you know, going from being the good guy to be the bad guy. You've got Jesse that kind of goes from, you know, being arguably the, the badder of the two to sort of redeeming himself. So he gets a redemption up while the other one kind of falls in a hole. So it, it's kind of this interesting passing that you get. And uh, it just makes it work so well. Uh, I, I just, just watch, it just strikes me watching this episode as you're starting to see that relationship build and grow just how how weird it would have been to not have him after this first season mm. yeah and uh, i think one thing that this uh, at least these first two episodes do really well they balance the because there's comedy in this show as well there's there's things that i was i was laughing at and that and they balance the sort of like okay you're, you're, you've got two very different scenes scenes in this episode one is where Walt is contemplating okay I, prob- I probably have to kill this guy I know I have to do it eventually but I can't do it right now and then you've got the other one where Jesse's kind of half listening to Walt about like why he needs to get this certain box and like how it will you know be effective against the, the chemicals and that sort of thing and then he yeah. tries to sit in it and he falls over and all that sort of stuff so you've got you've got a really great balance of like okay some, some comedic scenes and then some scenes where a guy's comp- contemplating like okay I have to kill I have to kill this guy and then probably dissolve his body which you know moves from a comedic thing to a pretty dark thing uh, and then we see how that plays out in this episode so yeah it's good stuff it's very good stuff mm. uh should we get into the main episode sure hey guys what's up this is donnie and i host the adulting with donnie podcast and this is not the show to listen to if you're trying to be a better adult I started this podcast as a way to offload some thoughts uh, that I have throughout the week. My topics vary widely every week. Movies I've seen, guns and gun control, sex, people that are stupid, why I don't care about celebrity opinions, TV shows, snowmobiling. The list goes on and on. I'm always taking topic suggestions from fans of the show too. So join me each week on Adulting with Donnie as I pour some bourbon and allow you to see the inner workings of the mind of a madman. Live free and rant hard. I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom, and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, weird, the better. From books and movies, to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it, there's going to be laughing. <laughs> Killer Fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So join us. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, 
just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Gualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts. And allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Uh, So let's go into that. Uh, Cutting immediately to the end of last week's episode, we do initially get just a a blacked out screen of... um, uh, the kind of aftermath last week of Skylar and, and Walt, uh, they um, finish having sex and that and uh, Walt immediately starts coughing because they've kind of emphasised early on, you know, he's got this cancer, no one really knows about it. Well, I think he's the only one at this, at this point that knows about it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he starts coughing, obviously he can't tell Skylar why and he goes to the bathroom and um, yes, you know, you know, washes his face and that sort of stuff, tries to calm himself down. Uh, then you cut to Walt and Jesse returning to um, returning the RV to Jesse's house, which was previously owned uh, by Jesse's late aunt. When they open the RV to remove the two bodies inside, they notice uh, Crazy Eight is still breathing, despite inhaling the toxic uh, gas. And I think that's where the cold open um, ends as well. So yeah. Uh, yeah, a few different things to talk about. You've got a, a small piece. Um, I, I mean, you get more bits of it later in the episode of of Skylar and Walt's relationship. Uh, and obviously, she kind of wonders what's going on and all that sort of thing. So that's quite interesting as well. Um, uh, and then you've got yeah the stuff with Jesse and Walt in the in the RV as well. And that's what that's kind of when they start to realize like okay, we've still got these two with us, and they pretty much know what they need to do because obviously you know uh, Crazy Eight and is it Emilio I think. Uh, yes. They've seen Jesse and Walt's face, and given the business that they're both in, and they probably will kill these two eventually. Uh, Jesse and Walt will probably get killed eventually if they don't get rid of them. So they they know already from from that point what they've got to do. Um, but then you sort of see their struggle with it kind of early on, and their panic really as well in the episode. Mm. Uh, one thing as well that's in these scenes is um, Jesse saying to Walt about like flooding the RV. I guess from when he's trying to start it. And then yeah. they try over and over and over again, and then they kind of have this like high five sort of thing when when it finally starts, and then you you cut immediately from this like happy moment of where okay they're gonna get out of um this you know uh desert and that when they've just been pulled out of the the ditch and stuff, and then you cut to like okay that's great you've got this little victory okay you can you can drive out of this desert but you've got two bodies behind you and the way it kind of cuts to that I think is is really good as well because you, li- yeah. you you literally get the high five and then you get the, the you know breathing thing from uh crazy eight so mm. yeah what do you think of this opening yeah it, it's great i i also love the little scene that the the bit with the they're talking to the guy that's uh that pulled them out and yeah. 
yeah, Walt realised he's not got any money on him and they had kind of having to hand him these sort of wet notes out of this bag of money. <laughs> I mean, it's all so horribly shady. and it, But it's it's just sort of beautifully played and like Walt's kind of being Walt going, yeah, yeah we really appreciate it, you know, and all this sort of stuff. Um, I, I, just the excuses they're making for it. And he clearly, as you could tell the guy isn't buying any of it and doesn't really care, you know, as long yeah. as he gets paid. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of them classic scenes where a character is over-explaining, or both of them are over-explaining yeah, what's yeah. going on and they don't need to, and you can see it on this guy's face. But because they're obviously still so panicked from just everything yeah. that's happened, they they feel like they need to explain every single little thing. And then, yeah, just like Jesse gets this bag of wet money and yeah. uh, hands it to him. So uh, that, it's, that, that it's was just great as well. Wonderfully comedic in a sort of straight drama, and but it's just this wonderfully funny comedic scene, and uh, yeah, so I really enjoy that, and and yeah, the the structuring of of them just bickering like a married couple when they're sat in the RV is beautiful, and and, and then yeah, the high five, and suddenly they hear the cough behind him, uh, so yeah, I I just I love this opening, I think it's brilliant. Good stuff, uh, and then you do get the little shot of the um, the gas mask that's been left behind as well. Yes, so, yeah, yeah. Um, interestingly, I, I was kind of waiting because I don't remember every single scene from this show because you know there's a lot of episodes and whatnot. I was kind of wondering, like, okay, when is the the mystery gonna sort of land? Because usually with Breaking Bad's cold opens, they'd give you a weird kind of opening scene, and they didn't really do it with uh, with this one. You pretty much know kind of what's going on uh, in in the opening scene. Um, which I, I thought was an interesting little change of pace, but for for most of them, cold opens. I think it's it's kind of mysterious as to what's going on in that. But uh, I thought that was interesting. So yeah, no, I mean it, it's it's a nice little bit of strangeness that it's starting to sort of you know it, it doesn't have a direct tie in really back to um, you know anything plot wise particularly, but it's a nice little bit of weirdness that sort of ties the start and the end of the episode together. I thought. That yeah. the stuff with the gas mask. Yeah. Uh, so that's your opening scene. Uh, the unconscious crazy eight is taken into the basement and secured to a pole uh, with a bike lock around his neck, which uh, Jesse gets as well. Tests it on himself. Um, yeah. And realizes yeah you can't get your head out of it and whatnot. Uh, Walt suggests they should use a uh, hydrofluoric. I'm probably going to get some of these science words wrong. So that's going to be what that's going to be uh acid to dissolve emilio's corpse so that it leaves no evidence behind because they don't want that of course uh walt and jesse must dispose of the corpse and uh, kill crazy Eight as well because emilio is dead um so they uh, have an easier job disposing him whereas with crazy Eight is still well currently alive uh, yeah and they have to figure out what they're going to do with him so uh, to to figure out that, uh, and they do a coin cost to see who will do which task. So one's got to kill Crazy Eight, and the other one's got to get this uh, box thing. Um, Jesse wins and chooses to dispose of the corpse, which I think is arguably the easier job because you haven't got the moral dilemma of killing a person. But yes, yeah. Um, but uh, leaving Walt to kill Crazy Eight as well. So some good stuff in these scenes as well. Um, and it it does lead to an interesting um, weed scene later on, which I thought was a nice comedic touch as well. Yeah. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I mean, neither of these men are sort of like murderers, I guess, at this point. I mean, they they kind of sort of accidentally killed Emilio because they needed something to, to get away from the situation. And they weren't even sure if he was dead or not when, when they start this episode. Um, 
But uh, yeah, just you know, Walt's got on this on his hand. He's got to go downstairs and kill Crazy Eight. They both know that he needs to die because what else are you gonna do? Um, and then uh, yeah, you get the comedic stuff with. Cause it, this is where I thought the, the episode balances balances itself even better with the comedic stuff because then you really do set up like the box thing with Jesse, and just the the darker stuff with Walter White. Uh, I mean, Walter White is definitely capable of of the comedy stuff with the the weed scene yeah. later. Um, but yeah, again, just just doing really good stuff for for pacing uh what do you think of yeah what they've got it's, to do? it's um it's it's really interesting that that whole kind of conversation where you know jesse's kind of going to him well what do we do and what's like why are you asking me <laughs> you yeah. know I, I, I and so you got this this almost like father son dynamic going on where where jesse's sort of expecting Walt to be the grown-up and have all the answers and I mean Walt's completely in over his head as well so that was really nice that that they're they're having this sort of back and forth going on you know and there's the the scene earlier on where they're having the argument in the van about you know um we're gonna go back we're gonna before this is before they know Crazy Eight's alive they're sort of gonna go back and we'll get rid of the bodies and then we'll never meet and never talk again you know and that could have been it but then Crazy Eight wakes up um yeah if, so i mean was... again it could have been a much shorter show if it had crazy eight stayed dead right right um yeah i mean you yeah you get that the uh other scene earlier on where it's like yeah you will we'll start this rv we'll part ways and we'll never speak again i mean <laughs> yeah. and we're both though like okay yeah that's not gonna happen but yeah, um, yeah. and had had great. crazy eight actually not come round, then you know maybe that would be the case but uh possibly but yeah. yeah and i mean the the sort of yeah getting rid of the body in hydrofluoric acid is is the obvious yeah well i mean you know he's probably the most effective way to do it because you want to destroy evidence and you don't want anything left behind so yes i i entirely get um, what's a chemist so that sort of makes sense i'm not entirely sure i mean i i know i understand the reason for wanting to toss the coin because you don't want to have to be the one to actually physically kill the, a guy intentionally but I'm not sure if I was Walt, I would actually be trusting Jesse to do anything with hydrofluoric acid, <laughs> you know? I mean, you know, being the chemist and knowing what an utter screw-up Jesse was at school, I, there's just no way I, I want to give him the responsibility for that without having some sort of overseeing of it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's it just it sort of shows you the state of mind that Walt's in as well. That because had he been thinking more clearly, he would have been kind of you know watching Jesse through that process and making sure that he doesn't screw it up. Yeah, because you also get a bit of history in this scene of like we we already know that like Jesse's kind of you know he screwed up at school and like messed about and that, and you you get some more of that in this episode with him kind of saying like the reason we need this box with, with, with this and that and he's kind of trying to explain it to him yeah um and you can kind of see that jesse's like you know, being sort of hot-headed or whatever and not kind of listening and that and uh yeah it's it, it was good to get a little bit of um a little bit of history with the, with the two of them there um and and go kind of again kind of bring that back to i think i think i said this well yeah last week's episode the, the previous episode kind of said about like when obviously jesse dropped out of school whatever and walt kind of thinks thank god i haven't got to teach this kid anymore and then jesse thinks thank god i haven't got to put up with this teacher anymore (laughs) and then years later they come back together for you know something which jesse needs to kind of sort of remember things that he was taught at uh, at school with the science with this box and that and then you get basically like a 
later years lecture sort of thing where Walt's telling him about like this is why you'll need this box and this is why it's got this label and that and it kind of comes back to haunt Jesse in a way because he's in a much more well life and death situation where if he'd listened a bit more at school he might have he might have learned uh, some similar things because you've got you've got two examples you've got um, the previous episode with what the beakers or whatever one of them was like bigger and smaller and and that sort of thing and then you've got the the thing this this episode with the the box so uh, I like that dynamic about them as well so Again, it's it's pretty basic stuff, like it really is, but the show makes it better in its yes. in its early seasons. So uh, that's good as well. Um, the uh, Walt instructs uh, Jesse to buy um, a bin made from polyethylene. Polyethylene, <laughs> yep. Uh, in which the corpse can be properly dissolved, but Jesse cannot find a bin uh, big enough to accommodate this. Uh, Walt thinks about suffocating Crazy 8, but is unable to go through with it in the act. Uh, instead, he gives Crazy 8 food, water, toilet, hand sanitizer, all sorts of things. Uh, toilet roll, <laughs> everything yeah. like that. Uh, everything he'll need to survive, basically. Uh, and also gives him a plate. Uh, keep that in mind. Uh, when Jesse uh, returns home and asks if Crazy 8 has been killed, Walt promises to take care of it the next day as he's smoking Jesse's weed. Um, and uh, there, there's some montages in here about, like, yeah. um, with... Because this is the, the thing I was referencing earlier in the episode where, um, yeah, you've got Jesse, he's kind of falling out of this box and he's trying to not act suspicious in, is it Walmart or wherever he's gone to? <laughs> well, we're, yeah, it's like a Home Depot or home something. Depot and, he's, yeah. and, and he's... I, I like the fact that he's kind of, you know, he's on the photo vault. He's he's kind of arguing about, well, why do I need this? And, and you know, he he kind of, and Walt does explain that it won't eat through the plastic. And that's why he needs this particular type. And and he, he sort of takes it out and then sort of hides in one of the aisles to sort of quickly try and leap in the box to see whether a body will fit in it. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's wonderfully comical. I, and I, I love that, that scene. And the, also the bit with with Walt when he goes downstairs to suffocate crazy eight and crazy eight woken up. And what I like is where he finds the bag where he's kind of looking around the house at like knives and hammer and, you know, things that he could use to actually do the deed and actually pulls a bag out that has a couple of pistols in it, puts the pistols on the side, and like looks at the bag. It's such a lovely scene that of, 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 him you know looking at it and he's got all these potential ways where he could kind of you know do it quite brutally and he kind of picks the plastic bag because suffocating him is probably the kindest way to do it you know mm. yeah i mean things like you know bashing someone's head with a hammer or yeah uh, i mean you know, it, stabbing them with a knife is probably quite you know tough enough. or shooting them you yeah. know it's yeah it, it, it's kind of loud noisy it's visceral uh, whereas you know sticking a bag over their head when they're already tied down to something he's he's probably you know and the fact that he was expecting him not to be awake at the time mm-hmm. so he wasn't really expecting him to kind of move around or anything so that that sort of makes the most sense as being the way that you want to do it if you're gonna like you know because he's tied up and so so i can sort of see his logic behind it but it's just quite funny that it's a bag the bag that he uses is one that he found the actual guns in you know and Mm. rather than pick up and use the gun he goes Mm. he goes and takes the bag instead i i really like that scene i think it's really just again says something about walter's a character i think 
Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting as well now that you mentioned the whole gun in the bag because the gun's going to be the worst and the loudest option because your neighbours and yeah. probably other people are going to hear it and then that's going to cause you trouble and the bag's probably the most silent way to do it as well. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting because as, as soon as he took the gun out, because I think it was, wasn't it the same gun he was at? No, it wasn't because that was a pistol and this is a Magnum, I think, because uh, he was aiming the pistol at the... Uh, you know, down the down the road in the, in the desert uh, in in the yeah. first episode, uh, either of the two would would have been pretty loud. But uh, yeah, that's that's the last thing you want to do. So uh, I thought that was good as well. But yeah, just this, you know, you get the you get these montages of both of them. Uh, one's kind of comedically trying to fit into a box and kind of half listing on the phone about like this is you don't want to look for this label and this is why it will work and all that. And Jesse's not quite sort of getting it of like oh why can't we just like stick them in the bathtub and do it that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course he'll find out later why that's not a good idea. <laughs> but uh, and then you get this just this darker stuff with Walter like um, you know browsing through these these weapons essentially and then trying to trying to just sort of figure out and then kind of just shoves the whole thing to the side and then decide, decides to smoke jesse's weed um yeah, I, th- which th- is again that's a great montage scene as well of him trying to roll the joint repeatedly is just brilliant <laughs> yeah and he has to use two um two things doesn't he so yes to tie to tie it together uh i do like as well you know because he, he comes back and he says he couldn't find the couldn't you know find a big enough box it's a bit that I like because it, it it kind of it comes back together because you've got the comedic stuff with Jesse in the box, you've got the more darker stuff with Walter and the and the weapons. Then Jesse comes back and you get the comedy which is kind of switched over to Walter because he's the one who's sitting there smoking and Jesse just like can't quite believe that that's happening. Yeah, and you get this kind of double thing of like Jesse coming back and realizing it's hilarious because his his high school teacher from years ago is smoking his weed at uh, at his house and that. And then, well, it's, and, it's, and then you get this it, other part where it's like, wait a minute, is that my weed? And he's like, yeah, yourself yeah, at home, it. and yeah, and all this sort of stuff. So I thought that was a good kind of. It was a, it was a kind of a double revelation for him, because yeah. um, he kind of realizes straight away, like, okay, my my chem, my former chemistry teacher smoking weed in my house, and then wait a minute, that's my supply. Yeah, so I thought that was a that was a good touch as well. But it, it switches tones up a little bit. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was good as well. Uh, meanwhile, Skylar begins to suspect that Walt is doing something in secret due to his recent strange behaviour. After Jesse makes a phone call to Walter's home, uh, which he pretends it's some sort of insurance company, I think, uh, Skylar traces his phone number online quite easily uh, and discovers yeah, yeah. his uh, drug-related website, which doesn't look very good. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to kind of pause there and that sort of thing. Uh, any thoughts on Jesse's website? Um, well, I mean, it does. It's not like it's a website for selling drugs. I mean, that's of course is the ironic thing at this mm. point. Is we're now in a point that uh, I'm not sure about New Mexico actually, but certainly if it was somewhere like California, it would be legal to sell weed anyway. So you know, but um, on a uh, yeah, I mean, it's a website that is obviously somebody that really likes weed, and it's it's some sort of online profile. It I mean, this is the one bit that doesn't entirely ring true for me she she manages to track down whose number that is fairly easily which, which seems a little suspicious to me but um so so from a from a and i don't understand why they did it that way because it sort of gets you to where you need to go with the confrontation with with skylar and jesse but if i had any criticism of that episode it's like that that seemed a little overly convenient as a plot device <laughs> just just to get her yeah yeah. yeah um but but you know overlooking 
that minor thing. Um, I, I, yeah, the the actual phone call between sort of where Jesse rings up. I think it's AT and T pretends to be to, pretends to be somebody asking about switching the service to AT and T, and then Walt picks up the phone, and uh, you know that's when Skylar starts to get very suspicious about it. And uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, it's just funny that you go to that website and it's it's the website is this sort of online vision of jesse in a sort of web page you know of just drugs everywhere yeah. and like just mm-hmm. just yeah it's very I mean, funny i mean the most notable thing from these scenes is like okay skylar's reaction to everything because she goes to do the i think it's like a redial button or whatever uh, mm-hmm. and then here's the voicemail tracks that and then sees this website and then just her realization of like okay my husband's lied to me he's been acting a bit weird um and so, so switching over to her character a little bit it's not you know it's it's mostly about Walt and Jesse but there's other characters involved Skylar being one of them of course um but uh, yeah I thought that was an interesting little uh, bit of character development or you know development for for Skylar and that sort of thing mm. um she questions Walt as to who he is and Walt lies by saying that uh, Jesse sells him marijuana um, they are involved in drugs together, but not in that way. So it's a it's a lie, obviously. Uh, yeah. Skylar finds his address and confronts Jesse while he is trying to dispose of Amelia, <laughs> uh, warning him that uh, her brother is a, a DEA agent. Uh, Skylar doesn't notice the body because Jesse hides it fairly well, actually. So because uh, you got sort of the legs that are sticking out, I think you can see his shoes or or something, uh, and he kind of like stands in front of it. Um, but uh, I thought that was a good little scene as well. You got again. You've kind of got a little bit of like clumsy comedy from from Jesse because he kind of realizes like, okay, I have to hide this body, and then you got the serious stuff from Skylar, which gets toned down a little bit. Um, well, not quickly, but kind of realistically. She kind of, I think she kind of realizes like, okay, this guy. She doesn't look at him as as being very much of a sort of threat or. No, a, a, as a kind of problem because she goes there all kind of hot-headed in that and like you know wants to sort of moan at him because obviously the the involvement of water and uh, the the whole marijuana stuff and that and then she kind of realizes like that just the way she kind of sees Jesse I think and then realizes like okay I don't have to be too worried about this necessarily uh, I think yeah. is it was done pretty well so what do you think of uh well all of this Skylar and uh, and Jesse and everything <clears throat> yeah I mean um I think that there's that there's a lovely scene actually in the hospital uh, where you know she, he sort of confesses she sort of slightly confesses yeah. that you know who Jesse is and the fact that he's his pot dealer and you know Walter's sort of saying he likes it and all this sort of stuff. Um, there is a there is a really nice little hint of Heisenberg in that in the you know he's he's having this conversation with uh you know he's there with his wife who's just had a scan they've just found out that they're having a baby girl you know it's all this kind of loving supposedly loving thing and you get this glint of walt just turning very slightly of sort of you know i need you to get out you know crawl out of my ass i think is the the phrase that he actually uses and it's quite menacing and it's just that that little switch and it's kind of the very first time we get a hint of this other side of walt and uh i yeah that that's just quite interesting to see at that point in the fact that it's directed at skylar i think um 
so yeah you have you have that and he obviously doesn't you know he has no intention of stopping himself which is why Skylar then goes over to Jesse and almost catches him dragging this body across the floor um so yeah and they the you know they're sort of pointing out that her brother-in-law is this DEA agent and uh you know she how she misses the corpse is is just unbelievable you know she doesn't because he's he's sort of just behind the car and his feet are slightly sticking out you can see jesse kind of panicking and i mean i understand skylar not seeing jesse as a huge threat because if she thinks oh well he's just a pot dealer you know that that's one thing she obviously doesn't know about any of the harder drugs and the other stuff they're being involved with so and she gives him this warning of like uh, uh, that planting the seed of like okay i'm related to a, a dea agent and kind of planting the the threat there yeah um, as opposed to her trying to be more of the threat to jesse it's more like okay this is specifically tied to you know the drugs and the marijuana and that which you've which connects to my husband which connects to to me um and her kind of planting that seed so i thought that was a, that was basically her way of sort of threatening him in a way mm. instead of her being like okay i'm gonna come after you it's like okay i know someone who's you know got more legal power than me i suppose yeah and could come after you um i mean i get i i i even with the first and the second time or however many times i've seen this uh with the body i never really had that much trouble with that per se uh he's kind of he, no, no. he, he's sort of standing in front of the body with the next to the car and that um and uh yeah because uh, the first time i watched it i was like oh he's gonna have to you know explain what that's about but she never finds it so uh, i i i always thought that that scene was was done pretty well so, yeah um and yeah like you said with the with the hospital scene and him kind of like bursting out a little bit and saying like i want you to to crawl out of my ass or, or out from you know out my ass or whatever and uh kind of you know get off my case but much more aggressively than what we'd expect Walter yeah. to do is is kind of early early signs of the the heisenberg personality so yeah again going back to the podcast name becoming heisenberg so yes <laughs> uh going on to the um last scene and my favorite scene of the episode where everything really just comes together whatever everything that's been built up in this episode yeah just comes together in a really great way uh jesse does not find a specific plastic bin uh, Walt instructed him to use, well, not not a big enough one anyway. Uh, so he decides to dissolve the corpse in the upstairs bathtub. <laughs> However, the hydrofluoric acid uh, dissolves the uh, ceramic and metal uh, bathtub along with the body, so all of it. This causes the ceiling beneath it to collapse, spilling Emidio's body all over the, the hallway. <laughs> uh, Walt tells Jesse that hydrofluoric acid will dissolve anything except plastic. Meanwhile, um, there's some uh, Native American children that find Walt's gas mask, which we'll talk about in a minute. And that's the actual end of the episode. It, it, just just the way this all comes together. And yeah. I, I remember the first time I saw this. And as soon as you start hearing, like, creaking, and it's... I think this scene's perfectly built up because you get it throughout the episode of, like, okay, this is why you'll need this thing. And then Jesse kind of ignoring that and not really understanding the reasons and then suge- suggesting the bob tarf early on. And then actually using it, and you, you you can see in the scene where he's even pouring the the acid into the bathtub, he sort of he's kind of lost his patience completely, and he's like, all right, I'm just I'm just going to do this. I don't see the problem. I'm not going to listen to my teacher again, mm. you know, my, my former teacher again, who's now my drug dealing partner, and all that, and just just the way those things connect together, and then as they're going into the hallway, and they can kind of start hearing this cracking and waltz waltz. Uh, again explaining to him like okay this is why you'll need to do this and that and everything um and then you just yeah you slowly see it all collapse i think it's i think it's perfect so um and it's it's 
I think the the more times I've seen that scene, the funnier it is, just because yeah. it's it's Jesse really messing up and it's Walt again bashing him over the head with like, okay, if you'd have listened to me again, yeah. like you didn't used to, and you aren't doing it again again now, uh, we wouldn't have well this this bigger problem on our you hands. Can you can practically hear the cogs turning in Jesse's head of like, I know I'm going to take him up and do it in the bathtub. I'm a genius. Why didn't we think of this before? What's he making me go out around town and finding these plastic bins for when I can just do it in the bathtub upstairs. I'm, I, I, well, you, what's he thinking of? I'm, I'm a genius. This is brilliant. And yeah. you can sort of, you know, and he, and he, you know, and he's, he's kind of having a go at Walt and talking about, the fact that oh you know this is so difficult i had to drag him all the way up the stairs you know you weren't here and all this sort of stuff i'd like well what's like wait what why did you drag him upstairs so yeah it, it's just it's the way that that realization comes out and what's like oh god you idiot and yeah, it, yeah, it's brilliant it's almost kind of laurel and hardy ish you know or a sort of three stooges sketch in some respects that I'm, I'm just like one of them doing something really stupid and the other one like oh let's mm. say um and so yeah and, and when it actually falls through the ceiling i mean i don't know what they use for that but it's just it's gross just just this because there's not really any recognizable body parts it really is just this this sludge full of you know viscous liquid and meat essentially yeah for the i mean they must have had great fun like the props guys putting that together must have just been over the mood doing that it must have been hilarious just to come up with something that's so horrific yeah um i i think i remember you know it's, it's been a long time since i first watched the show but as he's kind of you know you get the the scene earlier with jesse is pouring it and pouring the acid in the in the bathtub and that and you're like wait a minute no what told you specifically kind of not to do that and then jesse doesn't yeah. listen and just just the way it builds up to it falling down you kind of it just it's just this slow build up of this this crash essentially and uh you you're just right there kind of with water of like what what have you done jesse <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it's brilliant so um great end to the episode and then yeah just the the little scene at the end uh two native american um children playing in the desert and one of them finds uh walt's gas mask which he left behind i don't actually in this moment remember what that leads to but obviously we're going to watch the rest yeah, of the show I, so. I don't know whether it actually leads to anything or i mean i you may do but i'm not sure yeah because there's there's certain big things i remember like the the body falling through the, the ceiling and that and yeah like the, the rv crash from last week and Certain it's, other, it's the, nice. it's the big, there's big set pieces I definitely remember from the show and obviously lots of other parts, but not every single little thing. So Yeah, it's nice not actually kind of remembering whether these things lead to anything or not. I mean, it's it's either way, it's a nice little way of tying the sort of start and end of the scene together, but yeah, yeah the, the show together. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I, I don't remember either whether that actually leads to anything more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the end of the second episode. We'll be back next week, uh, both for us and the audience, time-wise. That works out. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode three. Like we've said, we don't have any feedback because no one knows that we're doing this podcast. Um, and what what we're going to do, I think, is um, wait until the episodes start coming out, which will be the 2nd of September, uh, the week after Classic Reviews finishes. Um, and then you know, give people... Because I don't think we'll be... Yeah, we won't be finished with the season by the time the first few episodes come out so write in some early stuff and that and um we'll, we'll we'll see what we do when we get to like episode six or seven if we get some feedback or which episodes have come out by that point and uh yeah sort of thing 
So we shall see. But uh, I'm very much enjoying this ride. So yes, um, yes, yeah. me too. Yeah. Um, it's it, it somehow feels it feels quite special to go back to this. I mean, the show still means a lot to me and all that, and I still think it's the best thing I've seen. Um, but uh, yeah, it's pretty special to go back to some of these big, big marquee things sometimes. Mm. So cool. Uh, but in the meantime, you can find everything else that's on entertainmenttalk.org, uh, gaming talk podcast, classic reviews. Like I've said, there'll be four seasons out by the time uh, you hear this episode. Uh, some TV talk stuff and lo- lots of other podcasts um, that are on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, if you want to find David, he is on geektown.co.uk. That's for your up to date and reliable TV and film news. If you want that in weekly format, uh, Geektown Radio Tuesdays, uh, that's on Geektown Radio and on geektown.co.uk. So get yourself involved over there. Uh, you can simply subscribe to Entertainment Talk and Geek Town on iTunes and that will get you the episodes. So have a look out for that. Uh, you can find Bex on Twitch. She is uh, Trista Bytes, B-Y-T-E-S on Twitch. Go and search for her over there for some geeky chat, some gaming stuff and some other cool stuff that she's doing as well. So uh, subscribe or follow to her on Twitch, whatever you want to do over there and uh, go and join in with that sort of stuff. Um Barry uh, has recently, well, as a time of recording, he's recently started a horror podcast. Uh, that's called Talk and Stalk. It's on YouTube. If you search for it, you should be able to find it on there. Uh, the first episode, at least at the moment, is out. There should be more episodes out by the time you hit the podcast. So go and check that out and get subscribed over there. Um, was there one other person stuff to mention? Uh, you, Bex, Barry, me, Entertainment Talk. I think that's everybody. So, uh, lots of people's stuff to go and check out, so go and do all that as well. If you want to support the podcast and support Entertainment Talk, we're on Patreon. You can have a look at the $1 and $3 level tiers for instant podcast, ad-free podcast, and review options as well. Uh, Amazon Affiliate Link, if you're buying stuff on Amazon, we can get a small cut, but it won't cost you extra. Like I said, iTunes feeds, please rate, review, subscribe to those, Entertainment Talk and Geek Town. Word of mouth, tell people that you know about the website and your iTunes feeds, and Bex's stream, and David's Geek Town, and Robert's uh, horror podcast, and all that. Uh, put them different facebook groups if you can and facebook and twitter and all that sort of stuff um twitch uh at the moment i'm going to be streaming last of us 2 and ghost of tsushima so there'll obviously be spoilers in there for that uh so you can find that on my twitch channel david sometimes streams on twitch as well so have a look out for that and look out for let's play sundays thank you all very much for listening and we'll see you for episode three next week goodbye bye